0: Hello and welcome to Mortgage Connects by MGIC, bringing you the latest insights from top mortgage professionals around the industry. I'm your host, Stephanie Budnick, and today I have the pleasure of having Christina Kohler from the United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County join us today. Christina is the Financial Stability Portfolio Manager she has her master degree in political economy of violence, conflict and development from the University of London and has been with United Way since 2013. Christina provides program analysis and support to over 70 United Way Community Fund programs in the area of basic needs, workforce development and financial capability. She leads the United Way safe and stable home initiative to end family homelessness in Greater Milwaukee by 2023. She also sits on various community work groups, including Milwaukee's Continuum of Care Coordinated Entry Team, Wisconsin's Policy Forum Economic Development Committee, and FEMA's Emergency Food and Shelter Program, Local Boards for Milwaukee and Waukesha. Christina is passionate about examining the systems in which poverty is perpetuated and working with community leaders to pilot potential solutions. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, it's incredible to be here. Thanks, Stephanie.
0: Yes. The United Way is an organization that's so near and dear to our hearts at MGIC here. We support the United Way on a yearly basis. But for those that aren't familiar, what is United Way and how are those donations used?
1: Yeah. So United Ways, uh, there are about 1,300 United Ways across the United States. Wow. And together, we make up the largest health and human services funder outside of the federal government. I think a lot of people don't know that about us, even our big longtime donors. Um, most communities in the United States have a United Way connected to it that fundraises and then invests in programs that are meaningful to their local donors. And you're right, MGIC is a huge supporter of United Way. Uh, MGIC has donated over $5 million to United Way over the past 10 years. And we invest this in two main ways so we have the community fund and collective impact initiatives. Collective impact initiatives are based on this collective impact model of the Stanford Social Innovation Review. Uh, So it's a very specific model and United Way serves as the backbone agency for these initiatives. So we work with a lot of different nonprofits. We align all of their programs towards a shared goal. And so there's that shared vision, uh, shared benchmark goals along the way. There's data sharing amongst all the initiative partners and then lots of communication within that initiative. And then I said, the other way we invest is the community fund. This is, um, one of my favorite, uh, things about United Way and it's similar in thought to a mutual fund. Okay. Pull together, like thousands of donations. Uh, and then we invest those donations in about 200 of the highest performing programs in our region. So, and we invest those in the, in three areas, uh, health, education, and financial stability.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Now, I know I gave a background on you, but let's talk a little bit about you. Can you just explain a little bit more in detail about your role?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, my United Way is in the greater Milwaukee area. So that includes Waukesha and a portion of Washington and Ozaukee counties. And my role, I'm the financial stability portfolio manager. So I oversee the grants that we make in those financial security programs, both in the community fund and our collective impact initiatives. So I have the coolest job, especially for someone who's like a data nerd, because I get to provide evaluation and oversight to about 75 different program grants. I get to serve as that program liaison between the program staff and United Way. Uh, I get to sit on community and government work groups in my specialty areas, uh, provide professional advice to nonprofits, even those that aren't funded through United Way. I do policy and advocacy work, research, and then fundraising. And then those specialty areas for me are food security and then housing and homelessness. And and then I also lead the community impact initiative uh, called Safe and Stable Homes, which aims to end family homelessness in our region. So all in all, it's my dream job.
0: That sounds so amazing. It sounds like there's a lot of things to love about it, and there's so many different directions that your organization goes and your job in itself. it sounds like so much. But is there what is there anything else that you didn't hit on that really makes you love your job? I mean, you have so much involvement there.
1: Well, you know, I love my job so much because, you know, I'm a Milwaukee native, and I grew up in a family that really struggled to make ends meet. So, When I am evaluating my programs, let's say a food pantry, I get to come at it with this academic knowledge of best practices, but also that practical human level of what it feels like to actually use that program and need that program to kind of survive as a family. So I uh, earned my master's degree in uh, political economy of violence, conflict and development from the University of London. I focused on food security and development aid. And I saw a lot of my um, My classmates go on to international aid organizations all across the world. Really amazing stuff. But I really wanted to come back to my home community and work on the issues uh, that are in my own backyard. So the job is challenging, it's rewarding. I kind of get to learn every day and constantly see the really good work that's happening here in Wisconsin.
0: That's amazing. I know that it's a a huge part about enjoying your job is even having that relatability and making it means so much to you. I think that that's why I love my job in itself because I get to help people with homeownership in a a different capacity, but, you know, it speaks to homeownership and homeownership is so important to Mm -hmm. our listeners here. Um, So I just want to pivot a little bit about the work with United Way does in that space. And so Mm -hmm. can you just go a little bit more into what um, does United Way do to improve housing security? So, when I think of housing security, I think of it in three big buckets: homes, home ownership,
1: and homelessness. So we touch all three of these. So starting with the concept of home. so most of the clients that we work with are in those uh, like extremely low, low, and moderate income households. Uh, we work with the families that see home as, you know, more than just a physical place that provides shelter, although that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the space that provides that social emotional space for children. To be successful in their education. Uh, And we see it as a critical determining uh, factor when it comes to the type of health concerns that each of those family members will experience. So it touches on health education and financial stability.
0: That's that's huge. I know that we talk about that a lot too, in the educational piece and what home ownership can do for you. Can you tell me a little bit more about the connection between a home and a person's health? Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people think that You know, individual choices make up how healthy a person is. But in reality, about 80% of an individual's health outcomes are what we call uh, social determinants of health. So social determinants of health are those conditions in which people are born, grow, live, work, and age. So there are things like how close you are to a grocery store, and if you're able to afford nutritious food there. It's the level of community engagement you have in your social networks. you know, it's how reliable your employment income is. It's all those other factors outside of those individual, individual choices that you make. And they have a huge impact on people's health, uh, their well-being, their quality of life. Uh, but they also present challenges for patients when they're sick and the ability to receive care. So like housing is seen as the most impactful social determinant of health because it's the basis for all of the other social determinants of health, like education, employment, and community. Sure. So can I give you an example of this? Absolutely. Okay, so an example where we see housing directly the, uh, affecting health here in Milwaukee. Uh, so there are certain neighborhoods here who have, that have been like historically disadvantaged and significantly, um, they have significantly older housing stock, right? Than other neighborhoods. And those older homes are more likely to have mold issues right? And Mm -hmm. so we see higher rates of asthma and breathing problems in the children within those particular neighborhoods. And asthma is really expensive to
0: treat. So like, do you know how much an inhaler costs? Yes. I had to have one for my son as like (laughs) almost infant. I was like, what? This is crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like if you have
1: insurance, it's like $50 maybe. And if you don't have insurance, it can be up to $300 an inhaler. It's pretty wild. So we see, we're see we looking at these low-income families and we see parents that are already really stretching their budgets to be able to afford their home, but then having to stretch those budgets even further to be able to afford those medical costs directly relating to the quality of that home. So like here at United Way, we know that having a safe and stable home, is really the foundation for that good health and good educational outcomes for the kids.
0: Sure, that makes a sense. And thank you for that example. Now, when you're speaking about that, can you talk a little bit more about how United Way works to solve that?
1: Yeah, so so I talked about the homes concept of homes, homeownership, mm-hmm. and homelessness, right? Um, and you know how critical that concept of home is in the bigger picture. But getting into the home ownership and homelessness space, this is where our financial security programs really shine. So we work within the homelessness system itself, and we're part of that system that prioritizes and moves people from the streets to a shelter bed to an apartment. Uh, We fund programs that meet the critical emergency shelter needs. If someone does experience homelessness, we always will. Uh, But we also fund those programs that help households uh, build their skill credentials for better employment outcomes and income outcomes. Uh, Many of our programs work directly with employers to create a pipeline to good paying jobs. And programs that provide financial coaches and some really cool programs that have been financial coaches within like an array of different spaces and they really help people you know drive them to their personal goals which oftentimes that goal is home ownership right mm-hmm. so after that we fund programs that provide home buyer counseling for someone that's made that big purchase and foreclosure prevention counseling too so if someone does fall on you know rough financial times So we find those solutions that kind of allow people to be most informed on what safe and affordable housing is, where it exists, how they access it, and how to, you know, get connected to homes, you know, even if they are a low income renter to move on to achieve those personal goals.
0: That sounds like it speaks very similarly to the goals that we have here and, and mm-hmm. what we're so passionate about educating and if people get in situations where they struggle how to get out of that and still maintain that homeownership. So that's really cool mm-hmm. to see. You, you were talking a little bit pre- uh, previously about safe and, safe and stable home initiative. Can you tell me just a little bit more about that and expand there?
1: Yeah, our Safe and Stable Homes Initiative. So we are on track to being the first community in the United States to end family homelessness. Wow, that's so cool. (laughs) Goosebumps, I got goosebumps. (laughs) We're really going to do it. And we've invested millions of dollars into this work over the past two years. We are changing the way that government and systems operate to serve families that are at risk of homelessness. We have created and expanded cross-sector programs that prevent homelessness from happening in the first place, and then working with shelters and like beefing up our system with housing navigators so that if we can't prevent homelessness for a family, we can make sure that it's rare, brief, and a one-time experience.
0: That's That sounds like it. That's so cool that hopefully, like 2023, was that what it was? Yep. yep. That's so close. I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, there's so many things that you've spoken about, but what are you most proud of with this initiative or maybe more or less what have been some big accomplishments that you've seen throughout this work? There's
1: so much. There really is so much. So one big thing is the right to counsel project. So we've worked with our legal systems to now provide free extended legal representation in the eviction case of every household under 200% of the federal poverty guidelines. So I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Okay. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> I'll give you a hint. So, what percentage of tenants have a lawyer when their eviction goes to court? And the hint is that it's under seventy percent. Thirty. Thirty. So, it's the same here in Milwaukee, the Great Milwaukee area as it is nationwide, and it's about three okay. percent of tenants. So, just 3% three percent of tenants have a lawyer wow. when they go to eviction courts. It's not a right that they're given, and it's a complicated legal process. Uh, so. That's one of the reasons this program is really, really important to me. We're nine months into launching it and we've already provided free uh, housing attorneys to over 2000 households in their eviction case. And we find that about 80 to 90% of those cases where we do provide a free housing attorney that eviction is dismissed or delayed. So it's a hugely effective eviction prevention strategy. And it's good for the landlords too. Right, because our housing attorneys are able to connect them with different rent assistance programs, cover any back rent owed, and address any other issues that might be going on. Uh, yeah, Seems I like mean, a benefit to both parties. It really is. Mean, it is great. It's a, it's a total system improvement there. Um, and other system improvements, we've worked with our school system here to uh, improve the referral process. So when their school social workers identify a kid that might be experiencing homelessness or housing insecurity, that school social worker now knows the pipeline of how to properly bring that child and their family into the system. So, we also okay. embed housing case managers right into our school. So, if they do notice a child that is from a housing insecure family, and we can tell them in a few different ways, like they're moving from school district to school district, we wrap that entire family with wraparound supportive services, whatever that unique family needs. So, maybe it's uh, Employment assistance, uh, assistance with benefits, assistance with food, whatever it is that family needs so they can stay stable in their house that whole school year and that child can just focus on their education, not where they're going to sleep at night.
0: That, that hits home really hard to me. I was a teacher previously before I was in this career and I worked in a low poverty school district. And I, I saw that firsthand, just like how much kids struggle, how hard it is for them to focus on school. So a program that does that is, is very exciting to hear about. And I think it'll be a big benefit to a lot of people.
1: Yeah. So did you get a lot of students that, uh, we're coming in mid school year and just completely lost.
0: I had a couple that way, or you could tell that there were a couple that were just struggling in general, you know, or people that didn't show up, and the kids were like, "Well, I was just up all night or doing this and that," where they had so many other things to worry about besides just like the home aspect and being able mm-hmm. to focus on school. So you could definitely see that happen more often than you wanted to see.
1: Yeah, in in our region on a typical school year, you know, it's been a little bit weird with COVID, but in a typical year, over 5,000 students are reported as homeless. Uh,
0: wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Now I know that we, we're talking a lot about kind of our area because we're both locally in the, in the Wisconsin area, but I know that United Way is a nationwide um, organization mm-hmm. and it's something that spans, across the the country. And so how would someone be able to get more involved to support homeownership and other initiatives that United Way has to offer, no matter where they live? No
1: matter where they live. Okay, sure. So United Way is, like I said, there's a United Way connected to almost every community, right? And, you know, you can always go onto their local website. We have a tagline, which is give, advocate, and volunteer. Those are the three ways people like to uh, give back to their community, right? So I would say if you're financially able to do so, uh, to search out your local United Way and make a financial donation. Uh, all United Ways are going to uh, include uh, homelessness and homeless shelters within their community funds, but a lot of United Ways across the network are working on those special collective impact initiatives to end homelessness in their region. It's a really exciting uh, space that we're all moving forward together. Uh, but if, if you can't give a financial donation at the time, maybe you have more, more time in your hands. To- sure. So there are different ways to volunteer or advocate. I know on our local United Ways website, we've got a, a little box at the top that says volunteer. And we always have hundreds of volunteer opportunities across our whole network of program partners um, where you can say exactly what you're interested. So if you're interested in housing and homelessness, you click on that. And you'll get an alert every time that special interest area for you pops up for volunteer opportunities.
0: So we That's just want to make thing. it as
1: easy as possible That's to the... get engaged in the way you want to get engaged
0: yeah it sounds like there's a lot of opportunities so that's fabulous to hear Mm -hmm. now to close out um i know we could probably talk for hours because this is so (laughs) exciting and something that i feel like a lot of people are very passionate about but what is one thing that you want our listeners to know about housing and one thing about the united way okay so about housing
1: uh with housing and home ownership I want people to know that it's more than just about moving people into buildings, right? So a safe and stable home, that concept of home is really that foundation for all of the good things, good health, good education, stability in your income and your social network. Uh, and then connecting people to their own homes is probably the most impactful thing you could do to make our community a better place to live. And I think that really speaks to the heart of MGIC and United yes. States, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, And the thing that I want people to know about United Way, I think there are a lot of misconceptions about us that we're this huge, wealthy organization that's very out of touch, but that's not true. So we start at $0 at the beginning of every year. And we fundraise our butts off over our campaign season and making like $5 or $10 donations at a time until we make up our annual goal, which here locally is about $60 million every year. Um, okay. So we, we invest that right back into our community. We have one of the lowest overhead rates of any funder or nonprofit at about 10%. We provide a lot of resources like data collection tools and training to all of our partners. And then we have intense, like really intense evaluation of each program done every year. Uh, and so all of these thousands of donors that lend their, their voice, their energy, their volunteer power every year. You know that's really the heart of what United Way is. So if you're a United Way donor, you you are United Way, and that tagline of give, advocate, and volunteer, you know, really, MGIC does that better than I think just about any other company. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well. Thank you so very much for your time. This was so insightful. I hope that it helps our listeners understand even more how they can they can be involved if they would like to or just know that the the big value behind it. Um, so thank you very, very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you and thank you all of your donors uh, for all of your time. We really appreciate
0: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Again, thank you to all of our listeners for all the latest industry insights. Subscribe to Mortgage Connects on Apple Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or just simply go to mortgageconnects.com.